Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. We got DJ D Miles. What up? You see how I, I switched, switched it up. up a little bit? Yeah, I was like, whoa. I almost like spoke that? prematurely. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we got a, yo, we got a special guest by the East Coast, the DMV's finest. Mm-hmm. I've known this dude for a long time. And uh, yeah, when I started DJing in DC, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I linked up with him. And I haven't seen you in a, in a in a long fucking time, but it's good to see you. We got DJ Flips in the building. Yes, sir. What up? What's, What's good, up, fellas? Happy to be here. Yeah. How, when did we meet? When was I was going to DC to do Park, right? Mark Barnes's uh, yeah nightclub. Right. So we were doing the Asian night on Saturdays. So that's like that was like I would do like two Saturdays a month. Then they brought you in, and then there was another DJ from home that they would uh, have the other Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you were doing every Saturday, and then I would do one Saturday a month. Was that it? Right. So it'd be, I'd be like every other, and then you'd fill in one of those. Right, 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 right. Through like, I think, Julie? Yeah. Right, oh, right. Shout out yeah, to yeah, Jules. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Jules. Yeah, yeah. So it was, just, it was dope. I mean, it was mainly Asian, but it was, that party was popping. Like, it, was, was, it was weird because it was like all, it was like half Asian and then like a half a black crowd. Right. Yeah. Right, so right. It was like black and Asian, just, just mixed, just popping bottles. And right. So like the first two floors would probably be black and then the third and fourth floor would be the Asian crowd. But then you obviously get your mix. Right, right, right. So then like, uh, yeah. So on Saturdays, it's, I mean, we should describe... The park, right? It's like yeah. what three, four three, floors? Is it four? Is yeah, three floors. Four. Is it four? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Four I think floors. two of the floors were like connected. Am I wrong? Or is it right? So on the first two floors, the second floor could look over the first right, right, floor, right. and then same thing on the third and fourth. The fourth floor can kind of look right, over right, right. You're right. The third. Yeah, yeah. And it was split up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was basically like a townhouse, converted townhouse, or something. Right, right. restaurant <laughs> as well, right? They yeah, had, food was yeah. bomb. Yeah. And then I, I would go there every month. I forgot the years that I went there, but it was around the 2000s. 2010s. Like 2010. Yeah, yeah, 2010s. Yeah. And I'd go there and I'd be playing like EDM for like the Korean, like the Asian crowd. <laughs> and then I'd play like hip hop and dance hall. Right. You could, you, could, you could play whatever. Yeah. Like everyone was getting down. That It was such a fun party. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, a big mesh. Yeah. And it was just, it was crazy. And Mark Barnes, shout out to Mark Barnes. I haven't seen him in a minute, but. Yeah, yeah. I think the last yeah. time I saw him when, was when I was in D.C. Oh, no. I think the last time I saw him was at the Scam. Hot, yeah, he uh, came through. Party. Yeah, he came Maybe through. Maybe like New York. Yeah, years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, he came through ago. for like Suja's birthday. Like, wow. Got to be like six years ago. Yeah. So I think More than that. Yeah, yeah. But he's a legend in, in, in D.C. in the DMV, right? Right. Mike so Barnes. for me, when I first started um, in D.C., I was working for Panorama and they're actually still like big in D.C. Like they have they have multiple clubs. It's a big promotion group, right? Right, right, right. So when I came home, I started doing events for them. And I, that's when I got one of my first residencies. And it was at Dream, which was Mark Barnes. Legendary club. club. Right, right, right. So I would do like Thursday nights because Panor- I couldn't not to cut you off. That's no, the club I good. couldn't think about. I think we were talking last time. And I was like, what was that mega club that Diddy, I thought Diddy owned it, but he was just always there. Right, right, right. It was Dream. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of that shit. Go so ahead. Dream, I had a Thursday night residency because, you know, pretty pretty much on the weekends it was more hip hop. Thursday night was like the big like international night. And uh, I was the first floor guy. So I was, you know, people would come in. I'd essentially be like the opener for the rest of the club. But, you know, I've obviously had to play the whole night. Uh, but that's how I got to know Mark. And, you know, he always... You know, for the most part, always believed in me. So, like, uh, when he changed it over to love, I was a resident there, too, on the 
the Thursday nights. For the weekend nights, I was def- I was doing other venues. Um, but it was definitely legendary club. But I think just like with ever, like in other cities, sometimes a lot of stuff transferred over to like lounges and you know the smaller venues yeah. throughout DC. You know, it's weird because like I never really saw white people at the club when I did Park. Right. It was like Asian and black mm-hmm. and like maybe a sprinkling of Latin, but not very, not yeah. very many. Right. Latin. It, it, that Park was definitely one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like almost no white people. Yeah. Like no white people popping bottles. There's no tables <laughs> right. of bottles. Like you, it was like no white people exist. If there if there were, it's because there was like a private event before like night. No, I night, never the saw them. Right? I never saw them. That's the only yeah. time really I did. I mean, yeah. But you know, I think people just kind of knew that was the place to go. Like if you were like in that Asian realm or black yeah. realm. But it was like only Asians and, and black people in DC want to pop bottles. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that was in my head. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like. No other race in this city wants to pop bottles except Asians yeah. and, and black people. <laughs> and then I was like, where are all... so funny. And I was like, where do all the white people go? And they're like, they just go to these dive bars in Georgetown. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's wrong. That's wrong. Is there's, it wrong? Yeah, yeah there's, that's definitely wrong. I mean, there's definitely so many other... Like Panorama, like I said, they've been around for so long. Uh, the venues that I would play at, like, this is like 2005 era, like, Chloe play was definitely, like, the open format. That's yeah, when, yeah. like, kind of mashups were, like, really, like, big. And then um, Eden, 1223, then that became, like, you know, they've all changed over the past, like, 15 years selling yeah, yeah. clubs. But all of them, like, the nightlife in D.C. is amazing. I mean, <laughs> the white people do definitely go out, but then you have, a, like, a, I guess a smorgasbord of, like, all nationalities because it's DC, right? Because it's DC. So, whether it's like you know, you know, I don't know, Arabic people, Persian people, like that's yeah. very big. Like I played at a place in Arlington, you know, uh, Clarendon, called Darna, where like I had to mix, you know, EDM, hip hop, and then Arabic, Latin, Persian music, and uh, you know, it's dope because it was definitely a challenge. But the way you get to mix go from a hip-hop song to a persian song back to something else like, yeah, yeah. It's definitely definitely like help train to like play you know for other events that i would do but there's definitely like a huge bottle popping scene i will definitely say the the black parties are definitely like the ones that are like really popping off though yeah i mean they, they're the ones that bring in the celebrities and yeah, the athletes the athlete athletes any athlete that's in town yeah. so yeah especially like when i went when i started going out there that's when um Obama became president. Yeah, that was so that, that's a crazy when, like, time. It was just like, it was crazy. Yeah, the first time I ever played in D.C. was actually uh, 08 Homecoming. Oh, okay. And then it was Park and then literally that the year Obama became president. Yeah. And I think every Washington Redskin, every Baltimore Raven, right. every Washington Wizard, they were all at Park at once. Wow. It was insane. I remember it was like Clinton Portis. It was the, you did, the who's who of like sports in D.C. Was yeah. there. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know any sports. Uh, athletes <laughs> it's <over>. all good. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, that was that was fun times. And it then, was, and then I think it it just changed. Like EDM started getting phased out a little bit. Yeah, in the, in the music scene, and then uh, yeah, and then everything just kind of changed and stuff. I don't know what happened to the city. Uh, I wasn't going there as much, and I, maybe there wasn't as much. I don't know. Like what, what I happened think, with the scene? I think a lot of places were opening, and a lot of people were getting like you know spread out. Um, what I was talking with you guys earlier before we got on was like, you know, there's definitely pockets everywhere within Virginia and Maryland where they all have DJs too. So uh, pretty much people would just like, why do I have to go to DC if I can just go down the street? 
Because mm. that place has a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Because I, I do remember when I was DJing, like motherfuckers from VA, from Virginia, would like come all the way down. Right. And it was it was a trek, right? It was... Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I've been in Virginia, you know, pretty much my whole life. I just would always work in D.C. Like, all my club gigs were always in D.C. But then, like, over the past 10 years, you you know, I, even myself, I saw a transition to, like, a mix of both yeah. D.C. and Virginia. Just because the, the area I was telling you about, Clarendon, it's literally, like, all bars uh, owned by, like, a lot of my friends. So they wanted all of us to, like, kind of stay in Virginia, essentially. And that's where a lot of people, you know, it's like, why would we go to D.C. when we can get, you know, the dope DJs here in Virginia? Right. So you just started DJing more in Virginia then after that. Right. I mean, I tried to keep a balance of both, just depending on the night. Like in Thursday nights, I would probably be in D.C. more often. What's the difference between like the, the like Virginia and like D.C.? D.C. is like more like what, Manhattan? And like Virginia is oh, okay. more like Brooklyn? Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I would, yeah, I would say D.C. is more like, You'll get go, you'll get your people that are really dressing up nice, right? You know more. Well, man, they're all changing now though. The bottles, are, you know, where you get the the girls bringing out the, the servers bottles. with yeah, the sparklers, sparklers the all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But they're all doing it in Virginia now too. Right, 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 right. I haven't seen it much too much in the Maryland venues, like the bars and stuff. But like that Clarendon area, they're like they're popping off. Like you you can get bottles in Virginia now. So I get it. So like the more in the f last five years, you've been probably working more in, in Virginia more than DC. And like the, the scene just kind of shifted a little bit. Right. For right. You. And you know, for me, like once, does that uh, mean like, does that, I, I'm assuming you DJ more for like an Asian crowd or am I wrong? No. You DJ open, for everybody. Open form, oh, everyone, open format. Okay. Um, I, would, I just know you because we did the Asian part. Right, right, right. No, I've always been like. <laughs> so I'm like, are Asians not going, <laughs> so, so are Asians not going out in DC anymore? You know No, they saying? are. But like I said, there's just so many places to go that like everyone's kind of getting split up. Right, right, right. Like all nationalities, everyone's getting split up. Like you can go anywhere and you'll see everyone like all types of nationalities at every bar got it club. got it got it what's, um, what's the distance between um virginia and um dc i mean you just cross the bridge 45 um, minutes no what? no i mean i live 45 minutes from dc but like clarendon is like literally 10 minutes from. i never realized it was so close together oh, yeah. oh, they're literally next to each other but like the area that i'm talking about is more i mean maybe like five ten minutes across the bridge from georgetown yeah, yeah it's yeah. right oh, there shit. So if you want, so here's the thing. So DC closes at three, VA closes at two. So essentially, if you're like, want to go out and keep partying when VA is about to close, a lot of my friends you go, go to, to DC. DC. Mm -hmm. And then on Saturdays, they stay open later or some shit. Friday right? and Saturdays are three, 3 a.m. Uh, holiday weekends, they'll stay open till four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that shit. Right. Oh, man, that shit was like mad fun. I remember yeah. back in the day. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was dope because it was like, it was so it was closer to the East Coast because mm -hmm. I, I mostly played, you know, obviously in Vegas and stuff. So I get to play like more dance hall, more like New York hip hop shit worked. Yeah. And Philly, like a lot of Philly shit would go off and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I, I miss that shit. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the places that I play at with the, you know, the DJs that we that I came up with, like, luckily, we've been able to like kind of train our crowds to where we can still get away with a lot of like old stuff, new stuff, stuff we like 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 yeah does that make sense yeah and now, now music wise yeah, yeah and now you're like a twitch dj right you, yeah do you still juggle some club some club joints so right now i probably do like maybe one one a month just because you know with twitch you know luckily i was able to pivot there during covid and you know essentially well, like let's you're like so like you know <laughs> 
Last uh, there's a bunch of shit that leaked on from Twitch. <laughs> right, right, right now, I know. So like, so the <laughs> Twitch like somehow I don't know some report came out or there was a code or the access code where motherfuckers could access the top earners. Right, Twitch. It got Twitch got hacked like two or three months ago. Right, and released someone released someone like, released like the everyone, top earners everyone. from gamers right. to I don't to, know hot to, tub girls and all of this shit. Yeah. Right, right. And then like I guess in the top ten or top twenty. I want to say the top 10. <laughs> and the top 10, right? Top 10, yeah. So there's, so definitely, no, wait, other, wait, there's no. definitely other DJs above me that weren't included. Right, right, right. No, no. <laughs> so wait, there's like, at the top was Franzen, who made like 400,000. 400, right. right. And then it went to like Angie V, Four Color Zach, Bella Fiasco. Right. Uh-huh. And then you were in like the top 10. There was DJ Flips. <laughs> and, he made, and DJ Flips made more than Scratch Bastard. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And it, wait, so, so then Scratch Bastard <laughs> was at 88,000 or something. Uh-huh. Right. And then Flips was at like 103,000 or something, <laughs> 105,000. Right. Yeah. So so you were like the top earner and shit. You was you was caking off on Twitch. I, 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 I wish, still is. I, I wish I could say that. I wish I could say that. I mean, the, How accurate was that report? I would say like gross-wise, probably accurate. But So that, that number was before Twitch's cut? No, that's. I guess that's what they would send me. That's your deposit, right? No, wow. that. So Twitch already took their cut. That's what they okay, sent okay. me to my direct deposit. Right, right, right. But what I, you know, like what's crazy is like you know we every channel is different. Like a lot of that, like a lot of that got boosted a little bit because you know, I've always you know believed that you have to invest in yourself to make things happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the money because I was at home, I felt like you know if a lot of these people are supporting me. I need to give back to the channel and, you know, I would gift out subs myself to the channel just to kind of grow it as much as I could. Once I realized out to your followers, correct. And, you know, try to find, you know, they'd have to earn it or you just, no, you can, so you can go on and gift five subs to just random people. Okay. You can gift out 20 subs, hundred subs, whatever. You get a sub, you get a sub. Exactly. So if people were, there were nights like, say like my birthday stream, like last year, like popped off. Right. I turned around and reinvested all that back into the channel because, you know, a lot of people, you know, streamers don't realize, like, let's say if you want to grow your channel a little bit, you can gift to, back to your channel, but you get half of it back mm-hmm. because it's a gifted sub, but you're, it's your money. So that's kind of why I think it's a little boosted up. I would probably, you know, to be honest, I'd probably say I was probably in like that 70, 80 range because I did put money of my own back into the channel. So that's why it looks like it's a little bit more, but I'm not complaining. Even if it was 70 to 80, whatever. Like, So you're like a label who was boosting their sales a little bit, right? A little bit. because <laughs> You're buying streams. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of realized like once I was home and how much fun it was, I was, I was able to figure out like how to just have fun on it. And I have a following. Like I said, I could be home. I don't got to drive anywhere. That's like one of the big things is like. Um, you know, in 20 years, I was just driving, driving, driving back and forth between gigs. And, you know, like at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, it, it, it's a dra- it drains you. Like you start to think about things and you're like, how do I do I still love doing this? You know, like I was telling Neva earlier, it was like telling some of my friends like, you, you know, DJ Rise, right? Yeah. yeah. So I was telling Rise That's, and shout to Rise. right, right. And I was telling some of them like right before COVID happened, like I'd be at their gigs and I would be like, man, you guys, you guys are next. Like because like I was essentially like doing everything as much as possible as I could and running the rat race of like, you know, having my own gigs, booking DJs at other venues, doing private events, doing weddings, doing, you know, photo booths. 
And Wait, it, so yeah, it was you, just draining, you know? You're just doing a lot, right? So much. And like, I was essentially like the point person for everything. Yeah. But it's not only that, you, it's not like you were delegating, you were moving everything too. It's like you were part of the labor as well. Right, right. right. So, so wait, I want to talk about the weddings and the photo booths. I want to talk right. about that later. Right, of course. So Because I, I, I spoke with a couple of people and they're like, Flips is making a ton of money off of photo <laughs> booths. Everyone's <laughs> counting my money. I don't, know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Yo. This motherfucker's making it. Better a watch it, man. <laughs> flips, flips is the photo booth king in, DC, in the DMV. He's you, the you know how expensive kids are? <laughs> and you have it three, all goes right? right back to the family. So, From what you know of, you have three, right? Yeah, yeah. From what I know of, I have three. Wow. <laughs> what, are the, what are the ages? What are the ages? Uh, my son is 10. My, uh, my daughter's five. And then my youngest son is one. Damn. Well, you have a good like four or five year bracket. Right. We wanted to make sure like first that like we want this was good. So you did plan we, it, right? Right. You, you know, you sound like you would have planned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you have to manage other people, you know, book DJs and the OCD kicks in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, like I said, I was telling Rise like right before and, you know, some other DJs, I was like, you guys are next. Like, I think I don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm kind of it's feel like I'm getting out of this you know why, what I mean why, why was that physically you were feeling the fatigue or yeah what? I mean just getting tired and like you know the drive and did it um, get repetitive and redundant yeah I mean you guys probably felt it too I think um you know just doing the gigs the music and don't get me wrong I love DJing like yeah and I think when COVID happened and you know jumping onto Facebook and then pivoting to Twitch it like essentially brought back my love for DJing you, know, you were playing music that that I that, wanted to play, right. versus like what I had to play to yeah, get yeah. my check. If that makes sense, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So now you know, like on Twitch, like I can do nights that of music that I want to play, whether it's like four hours of slow jams or five hours of '80s music. And you know, luckily I have a, this following that's come back like week after week, and you know, just helps support the channel. And then you know, I tell them like, there's ways to support, whether it's like subscribing, gifting bits. And, you know, I've always liked to give back to help build the channel and, you know, whether it's, you know, giving away shirts and right. hoodies, whatever. I always love to give back. And I think that's what's helped, you know, you know, continue the channel to where it is. So I got a question. So when COVID hit, everything shut down, mm -hmm. right? Obviously you went to streaming, right? Right. You have three kids. Right. Like did anxiety kick in? Were you, were you scared? Were you nervous? Yeah. Um, because I don't have kids. Right. And I don't have a wife. Right. You know what I'm saying? But from your perspective, three kids, that's a lot, right? That's a right. gang. So, that's basically a gang. So my youngest my youngest was born my youngest was born like, you know, maybe eight or nine months into COVID. So That's even scarier, right? Right. Yeah. Um I, it was definitely like shock from someone who's like was always out and working to just be like, oh, so, wow, I gotta be I gotta be home a lot now. Yeah, yeah, so you're like, I'm a home, like, right. I'm going to be home, but you're like, I don't know how long this is going to last, right? Right, exactly. And then so, I I don't want to cut you off, but I just want to say, like, so before there was, like, even the option of streaming and, like, oh, my God, this could make money. Yeah. What were you thinking? Like, what were you thinking? How am I going to make money? Well, I need, were you okay? Did you have savings? Did you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what right. were the initial? I definitely saved for a rainy day. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, I've been, I've been, I was working myself to the bone before right. COVID happened. Um, but, but it also, you put a lot of, 
a lot of the businesses you have multiple businesses or, or you have multiple right. you have a lot of moving pieces to what you're doing you're Correct. doing bookings you're doing the photo booths you're doing weddings but it's all kind of in it's involved so if everything gets shut down with covid all of that gets shut down so you all don't, done. you don't have any like kind of like any other income streams coming in that, Correct. that's outside of events pretty much no event industry was done everything yeah. that i was doing so done. that that to me is is scary. scary definitely scary so i want to yeah i want you to amplify your fear i want to <laughs> tap into the fear so you know no it's okay no i so I would if say you can cry a little bit, that'll be good too. <laughs> Let's tap into the fear. Tap into the Let's. fear. No, you know, I would say I've always been a hustler. You know what I mean? Always right. found a way. I would say when it all happened, um, I mean, we kind of all thought it would be like you know, a week or two and then we're get back get back to normal. Right? I didn't, I didn't. You didn't? I thought I knew it was gonna be a few months. See, I didn't know that. Like yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Then, you know, I think everyone saw like, you know, D Nice started DJing and then I got on maybe two weeks later because someone was like, oh, you should do this because D-Nice is killing it. I'm like, I don't dude, I don't think I can do that. Like, that's D-Nice. And like, he's right. got crazy numbers. And then, you know, I did Facebook first, you know. So you did, you did Facebook, not Instagram. Right. No, I did Facebook. And Why is that? A little bit of both, I think. Okay. I, I remember doing a little bit of both just because that's where, that was the main platform. No one really knew about Twitch, you know? Um, because I will be honest, when you did, when you was one of the first people that started streaming, mm -hmm. You look like you had a setup ready already, but I don't know if you put in a lot of work for that. Depending on when you saw me the first time. I don't know. I even feel like when you were in Instagram live, like, or whatever the fuck I saw you doing, you had like two screens, you had like a whole stage, you had lights and all of this. Right. I'm like, did okay. this motherfucker have this shit all set up <laughs> in his No. Crib? Okay. So, you know, I do private events, right? Yeah. Photo yeah. booths, whatever. I essentially was like, look, I'm not using some of this stuff. Let me set it, try to set it up Got and it. make my stream look at least somewhat viewable. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Use the stuff that you have at home and because what it looks like now, it looks legit. Right. But it oh doesn't even but it doesn't look took a while. That, but it doesn't look that much different from where it's right. It's it's definitely like been fine tuned right, to right, the right. max right. from what from what it was when I was like using an iPad as my camera. Like I wasn't using any sound card. I was just at a speaker to like the left of the iPad, and that's where where I was getting audio straight into the iPad. Like mm -hmm. a speaker, loud, whatever audio it picks up, that's right, what's right. picking up. Mm -hmm. Versus like now, I think we were talking about how like I plugged the S11 into my computer. You got a PC, you got right? A I, I upgraded to a PC. Okay. Uh, first I had a laptop, and now I got a, another PC. Like so desktop, so when you started so. doing the Facebook, you were just getting donations and stuff. You were, right, and then so you're like, okay, there's money in this shit. Right. And, and I was it, like, man, I can, I can keep doing this. It. But, you know, after I think after the first week, you know, that I did it, you know, it kind of died down a little bit. Right. But I still kept doing it because I was like, what else, what, am, I what am, do? what else am I doing? I don't want to take care of the kids. Well, this is <laughs> all at night, could, you know. I could tell my wife, an escape. I can't do yeah. this because I have to stream. <laughs> no, right? no, no, no. I would, I would always, <laughs> I would always stream at night. But yes, if I ever, if I ever need that excuse, I'm like, Oh, I got to get on the stream. You got to watch the kids or like, you know, luckily, you know, luckily we have, uh, <laughs> baby, you going to stream, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like how, how else are we making money? You know, I can like, take care of the kids, but are you going to stream? <laughs> definitely had those conversations before, you know, like, but I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm going to get on. Wait, was she supportive or she's like, oh, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? No, 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 no. She's definitely supportive of everything. She's okay. I've been with her since almost when I first started DJing in like 2001, 2002. Wow. Yeah. Soldier, soldier. Right, we've been together for that long. We got married, you know, I don't know, twelve years ago. You know, 
Wow. And, you know, we support each other with everything. So like, then when you started streaming, you started seeing some money come in. Right. Did, did that ease your spirits a little bit? Yeah, or? a little bit. Because, I mean, it's it was money that took care of, like, the little things, like, just going, getting groceries and yeah, yeah. kid stuff. And can, can I ask you what was maybe, like, during the time period before you thought you could stream, right? You got three kids. Right. Were crazy ideas coming into your head on how to make money or, like, how to get bring in some, <laughs> some income? Like, before I started streaming? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I actually know because I wanted, I was fine taking that first break. It was kind of nice, right? Yes. And you didn't think it was going to last that long. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Exactly. But then all of a sudden we gained three weeks and then yeah, yeah. four weeks and then you're like, okay, I need to do something. Cause wait, when, when did the DMV open back up? It was a, a few months, right? Yeah. I mean, I think, man, it happened in March. I think a lot of Virginia, DC was closed. Maryland was closed. But for some reason, Virginia was open, but to like a small extent. Like my friends it's not got so much as yeah, because Virginia's not that much of a city. Is it more like suburban, or no? No, I mean I think they were just like you know we're gonna open, but only like X amount of people can come in. Okay, so by this time you were already kind of making money on on uh, yeah, I was streaming. making so some like, kind of money, some kind of money. So you're like okay, whether it opens or not, I can keep continuing this and, and building this up pretty much. Right, and with a family too, um, you know you don't want to get sick and bring it back, especially like I think right, that right, first right, COVID right. was like kind of yeah. you know pretty bad. Um, so but then, that was how, the main so, thing. so then fast forward to where this report comes out. And you're making more money than Scratch Bastard. How is that possible? <laughs> How are you making more money than Scratch Bastard? So I think it's all about consistency. Like Scratch, for him to make that much money, you know, and I think he only does two to three days a week. Like, I mean, it's Scratch Bastard. Like, people, I think he's only doing once a week, but I could be. Nah, he was doing I, I, like two, three days a week. On he, Twitch? People on yeah. chant, people are on the, yeah. if he's on, like him, like a lot of, there's big names. He was like, doing like Tuesdays, Sundays, right. he'll pop up on a Saturday. Right. Right. And like, you know, there's big names on the channel or on Twitch that people will just go because that's who's there. You know what I mean? I think, but, you, but me, you smashed him by uh, like a good 20 grand. Well, I, Oh my God. <laughs> if you look, if you probably look and see the hours that I did to get to that, you know, yeah. yeah. It, the, yeah hours, right. Yeah. It probably is just me working way more just to get that much more. You're Does being, that make sense? You're being very Asian then. Right? Yeah. I, I was working. My I, work butt harder. Off. I work harder. <laughs> right. Just, just to get that no little stop. bit. <laughs> <laughs> no stop. Hey, we don't say that. We don't yeah, say no you, stop. You can't say. <laughs> no stop. No stop. No, no stop. Right. Nah, we don't say that. Work Just, harder. Yeah. We, we work harder. That. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You know you practice that shit in the shower sometimes. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks into the mirror. Oh, work harder. <laughs> Scrub harder. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now you're good. Right. All right. So then you were doing like how much? You were streaming every day. I would say I was consistent Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Probably Saturday. in the beginning, though, you were like seven days, right? No, 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 no. no I no. definitely needed days off. Okay. But five days, though. Yeah, and but they were all themed. So, like, Monday would oh always God. be slow jam night. Jesus Christ. Tuesday okay. would be throwback hip-hop and R&B. Thursday's all 80s. Friday was, like, 90s pop and house music. And then Saturdays. How many hours <laughs> were you doing this? Oh, I mean, I don't know, four to five hours every night. Sheesh. Because I mean, if that if I was at a gig, that's what you'd be doing, right? You know, I'm not. I mean, I don't. I don't have any two-hour gigs where I just wait. So show this up. report we saw was that in a span of a year, or was that spanning for like a year and a half? Year and a half. Year and a half. Right. Oh, it was a span of a year and a half, and you know, it was cool that I was on it, but it. But there was definitely a lot of DJs that weren't on it because you know, 
if they didn't have DJ in their name, like the person who made the graphic, I forgot what his name was, made the graphic and then it started getting shared, you know, like all over the place. And so like, he made like a PDF form. Right. Yeah. Of, like of here, the, here are the top the, earners, uh, DJ earners. And so, you know, we should talk about this. And so like, you're saying he only selected certain names? Right. And it's someone probably who doesn't know, like there's other DJs that are like crushing it, but doesn't have DJ in their name. Like obviously so, you uh, type in DJ, it's going to, Populate all people that have DJ in their name. Got it, got it. Whereas there's other people who like Miles Medina, right? Wouldn't yeah. have made the list, right? Right. Like even though he might have made more money than. But some then before. I saw Four Colors Zach. Yeah, Four Colors Zach does have DJ in it. But name. who doesn't know Four Colors Zach? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or I Jazzy Jeff too. Who doesn't know he's not a DJ? I know Jazzy oh. Jeff didn't even make the the list, so he made like what, like thirty grand. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't check what Jazzy <laughs> Jeff made. But Jazzy Jeff's Jazzy Jeff. You know, he's ri- he's probably has. I want to say he's rich, but he probably has his money. Like he doesn't need to worry about right, right, like. Right. And he's got like a sponsored channel, right? Yeah, he doesn't need to I worry think he about has, like Domino's Pizza sponsoring yeah. right. his shit. Yeah. Or no, 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 I think it was Buffalo Wings. What? Is it? Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, something? some shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, he probably got a nice check for that. That's a nice know? check, actually. Very. All right, so okay, I get it. So now everything's so you're on streaming, you're doing your thing, yeah. you're working five days a week, you're you've got a different theme every night, and then shit opens back up. Okay, and then I know you do weddings, right? Right. Uh, and how I mean, how many weddings normally pre-pandemic? How many weddings did you do a, a, a year? I was getting up to like forty to fifty. Jeez. So every week. Yeah, every week. Yes. Not, not necessarily every week. I mean, you you have your slow time during the winter. And then oh, some, course, some, yeah. some weekends you so might twice a week sometimes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Some nights there'd oh, be yeah, like yeah, yeah. weekends there'd be like Friday, Saturday. Right. Saturday, during the Sunday. summer, like yeah. Right. When, like, when's the big August uh is August the big wedding season, right? I thought it was October. Is it October? Yeah, September, October, then you have like April, May, June. Women, then it gets kinda hot in July and August. In women Virginia. love October weddings. So t- yeah. September, October is like the wedding season? Yeah. Okay. And so that season you're doing like Two, you're doing a Saturday and a Sunday, a weekend, maybe. Right, like I'm like say like this September, I might have like nine. How long have you been doing that now? The weddings. I mean, I think I've been doing weddings since 2005, but I think when you know there were times, you know, I'm sure with you guys too, like we're like, damn, I only have like one or two gigs this week, you know, and I, wedding gigs, you mean? No, 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 like actual gigs, club gigs, yeah. right? You know, and I think it, this happened like maybe like six, seven years ago, and I was like. Man, I got to do something else. I don't. I don't know. Like, because you know, you might have four residencies. You know, you're making that money, and then all of a sudden it's down to two because, like, whether the party stopped or there's other DJs. You know, Mm -hmm. and I was like, man, I can't. You know, you can't live off. You know, two like club gigs, like local club gigs, um, a week. So I was like trying to find different things to do, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to just pivot and do a lot more like wedding related stuff and start promoting myself doing weddings. Wait, how did that seed get planted in your head? Just to- I mean, I was already doing weddings, but maybe I was like doing like 10 a year, but then mm. all of a sudden like word of mouth so you, would get me more uh, you, bookings. You're Filipino, right? Right. So are you doing mostly <laughs> Filipino weddings? No, everyone. Everyone. Yeah. All types. You're doing Korean weddings. Yeah. Uh, Mexican weddings. Have not, not many, done a Mexican. There's not many yeah. Mexicans in, in the East Coast like that. There's definitely a market for the yeah, yeah. the Latin Mexican. Latin. Um, black weddings, yeah. white weddings. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing all of these different kinds of weddings. Yeah. Now are you are you there alone or do you have like a helper? Uh, for the most part, I'm alone. So you're setting shit. You have your own equipment. Right. You get everything. Right. Right. All right. So what like in the beginning, the first five years of your wedding venture. Right. Right. What were you charging? 
If you don't mind me asking. I'll bleep it out. Oh, man. I think, I mean, you don't have to bleep it out. I mean, I think there's money to be made in weddings. I think to, I was. To bring equipment and everything. Right. I mean, I'm probably like 12 to 1500. This okay. was on the, this was like years ago. Sorry. This like is like 2005. 2005. Right, right. Okay, okay. So 2005, you're making 12, 1500. Right. It would have to be more than what I was making at the club. Cause like back yeah, then, equipment, it was long. Right. Man. And back then I was definitely more focused on doing the clubs. Right. You know what I mean? So like I, you know, so you had to pivot even the way you approach everything. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I would just be like, all right, if the club, you know, if your wedding ends at 11, it's done at 11. I have to be somewhere else by 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? Oh, so you tried to actually DJ a club right after. Oh the yeah. I, I was for a while. I was, doing the wedding, then get out of there, go straight to the, pack all my stuff, go straight to the club, get there by like 12, 12, 15. Work harder. Work yeah. Harder. So you would pack, <laughs> pack everything up. <laughs> After 11, you pack everything up right. and get to the club by 12 o'clock? Right. That's yeah. crazy. Damn. It's so a you, hustle. So you'd have the wedding van or where would you where would you leave it? Uh, whatever. I had an SUV. I mean, I have a van now. but Like a Scooby-Doo van. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing... Flips his face on the side of the van. No, like, you like never, weddings, no, you know? no way, no way. I would never, I never. In a suit, in like a nice tailored suit. No, I would never put anything on a van just because, you know, it's just, you're asking for your. To get robbed. To get something. robbed, man. Hardest working DJ. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So now like fast forward 15 years, right? Right. Right before pre-pandemic. Right. Right before the pandemic hits. What, what is your minimum starting rate? For wedding, we could bleep it out if you want. And you're still, still just by myself. And you're doing it alone. Right. And pre-pandemic, this is also like me booking other DJs for weddings, booking other DJs for clubs, you know. We, we, explain that. How did that come about? Which one? Well, you, well I guess you, it's like multi-op, right? So it's... So someone comes to you, I need you to do my wedding. I can't do it. I have, like, I have other DJs. I have other me. DJs. Right. For, and then do you rent those DJs? Equipment. Most too? of the time, they have their own stuff. Okay. Sometimes they might need to. So you're building this army of wedding DJs to cover <laughs> the dates you can't do. Correct. Amazing. Nice. And then, but at the same time, I was also booking DJs, other DJs, to do bar and club gigs that you the couldn't city. do. Right. Or that. Or the, what I wouldn't do them. Yeah, there was just a lower. Yeah, I mean. Lower. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's all there's. You have every level of DJ everywhere. You know, like especially in in our area, and you know, the pe some people just want to work. You know, whether it's pays two hundred, four hundred. You know. Do you, have we had another DJ that worked as hard as this guy? I don't, I don't think so. That had so many things <laughs> going on, right? Not in the same industry, like from the wedding DJ to corporate and events, still doing clubs, clubs. still doing to Twitch. Yeah, Twitch. You might be the hardest working DJ ever on the podcast. You, title you know, that, <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> and we before, even, before I might have been. And we've had some, we've had some ones on here. And we haven't even talked about the photo booths. Yeah, no, <laughs> what is this photo booth thing that you do? So with photo booths. I want to know what planted the seed for all this shit. Okay, so the reason I got into photo booths was because one time uh, one of my wedding clients asked if I do photo booths. And I was like, no, but here. You know, Out of desperation. No, I was go ask, go ask, hit up this person, and then she eventually told me like, yeah, we booked a photo booth for a thousand bucks, and I was like, what? He's like, wait a minute. I was like, <laughs> how much? That's more than what I'm getting. Right, and so I was just like, you know what? Let me look into this a little more. I mean, I definitely started on the lower end, but now I've kind of gotten to a point where like I like what I'm using now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of so what, what it, year that's all was. It was. What, what, what year was this when the photo oh, booth? Man, maybe twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Technology's gotten so much better. I know. Like, so at that point, twenty seventeen, uh, when I a photo booth was what like a ring light, uh, a GoPro or something. Th or? Those were kind of just coming out. Um, 
Mo um, DSLR cameras. So like what you have here, you can throw in like a shell, essentially. Like nowadays, you can throw it in a shell and a get a shell. What do you mean a shell? It's like, like a bookcase. Like an outer casing that will oh, house your like a camera. Right. Almost like a kiosk. Right. That's what it's called. A kiosk. Okay. And you know, bring that to an event. Have a someone have like a friend be an attendant. So, wait, wait, wait. I just walk no, me it's okay. I, I like to. No, no, I, I, I have no problem. I like to imagine this. Right. So you're looking into this, mm -hmm. and you want you need to get a kiosk. Right. Do you make one? Do you, is there templates? Is there a companies that supply you with these? Correct. Photo so booths? there's. Uh, so obviously the reason I'm out here in Vegas is because I'm here for a photo booth convention. And there's a photo booth convention. There is a photo. I would have never <laughs> known. No man, there's there's conventions for everything. You know what I mean? So now you're seeing like you were saying like you're seeing like the 3D photo booths. The the the, the 360s the like the, the big thing now. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. And where it spins around you and shit. Right. In slow motion. Yeah. Like uh, remember when that like the Matrix. Matrix cameras. shit. Right. Yeah. There's so much. Um, Can you imagine? These cameras started out in the Matrix, <laughs> and now they're at weddings. Right. The Matrix is 20 years old. At least, That's where right? technology has led. Yeah. That's where we are right now. Yeah. Where I mean, Matrix using, cameras. They're using right? them in sports. It's crazy. They're using them in everything. It's really now. crazy. Yeah. A lot now, of, well, now it's, wasn't Hype, Hype Williams using it in his um, videos? Yeah, but it was first in the Matrix. They created that technology, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it was like... It was like a bunch of cameras linked up, and then like Charlie's Angels started doing that shit, and like... Yeah. And then, like, all of these music video guys started using it for, like, yeah. 98 degrees. You should see yeah. the technology now, especially, like, a lot of some stuff is iPad-based and just instant-type, you know, technology so where, like... What's, what's the cost for a 360 camera? Like, your cost to buy it. The good ones, I'd probably say 3K to 5K. 3K to 5K. Right, and depending how, on the size. And then how much would you rent the 360 camera at an event? I mean, it, it honestly just depends. Like, you know, you have your different markets where you have corporate activations or weddings or smaller markets, but I've seen the range go So you know like, if it's a corporate activation, it's, you're going to charge a lot. Right. If like, it's a wedding, you're like, uh, okay. It just depends. Like, So like but, a wedding, just off the top, wedding, uh, 360 photo booth. Couple thousand? Two thousand. Right. So it pays for itself after a few uses. Right. And then, corporate, and then a corporate gig, right? Maybe yeah. at a convention center or like a, you know, I don't know, Christmas party, corporate event. That, that, what does that go to? 4K. 4K. Maybe more. Wow. But you might have to bring a, like, a, like a dope setup. You know what I mean? It's not just bringing that thing out. You have to bring probably like a, you know, back, a circular backdrop thing that they, you know, they came, they came out with that kind of stuff. Like a nice tarp and all this right. stuff. Right, right, right. right. Okay. That's I get dope. it. So you're, wait, are you going to buy a 360? So, you know, it's actually kind of funny, like pre-pandemic, I ended up buying one because uh -huh. I was ready to go, you know, kind of all in on it. Then it shut down. Then it shut down. Did you sell it? I ended up selling it to one of my friends back in the, back home. How much, how much, wait, how much did you pay and how much did you sell it for? Uh, you know, I probably paid four. Wow. And then I ended up taking a small loss, 3,500. Mm. It's not too bad. It's not bad. It's but, honestly not bad. But the thing is. But you didn't use it once. Or no, oh, I man. no. But the thing is, it's a friend that like I can essentially can just kind of hit up and white label. So white labeling is this thing where like you hire someone else to do it for, for another company to do something for you, right. but it's under your company. I got it. So then I get a cut. He gets he gets his money. You know, you're, you're sending the invoice, right? Yeah, and just leasing it from him essentially. Well, you just yeah, he'll do, he'll gig. just do he'll he'll do the gig, but he he's doing it under my right, company, right, right? Right. That's dope. All right. So Damn. then, okay, okay. So. There's a whole nother world out there. I know. It's interesting. <laughs> it is. No, it is. It I really mean, is. I find it interesting because I know nothing about it. Right. 
so then that's why I'm happy I'm here. I feel like you know there's def- there's definitely another world out there. Right. You know, on top of on top on top of DJing and what we can do with yeah. DJing and and the event. No, I, I find it wildly interesting and I'm intrigued, mm-hmm. but at the same time I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> you know what I, I'm saying? I, I, I completely. <laughs> I completely, it's a lot of work and I know you do a lot of work on other things. No, no, no. Yeah. Like I, 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 but I'm, it's really interesting to me, but like, so your first photo booth that you got, right? Right. How much was it? I, uh, a little over a thousand, a little thousand, but but like, let's say the the first one I got was like more iPad based and you know, I want, I realized like the quality in that isn't as good. This is at at the time. It was 2017. Right. So then, you know, I upgraded to like. You okay, know, okay, wait, 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 so, so, so someone calls you, mm-hmm. like, oh, you DJ for a gig. Right. And then you're just like, you know, I got photo booths now. Is that what you do? Correct. Uh, but here's the thing. I started a separate photo booth company. What's it called? Photoshoot Fresh. Photo what? Photoshoot Fresh. Photoshoot Fresh. Yeah, got it from that uh, Jay-Z line, the Photo Jay-Z and Kanye Fresh, song. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Otis? Yeah, from Otis. Photoshoot Fresh. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> Cause you gotta have a catchy, you gotta, you gotta have a catchy afraid, name, right? I, I didn't remember that line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's a good name. It's, it's like what like the I'm line's like. Pop, yeah, caught a paparazzi on myself. Yeah, photo shoot fresh, fresh, looking like well, gotta call. Does that, call that line just continue to loop on the website? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't even have that there. You know. Wait, is fresh spelled fresh or ph fresh? I just did f r e. Okay, okay. F R E. Smart guy. Right. I couldn't do the double ph. Okay. That wouldn't look right. All right. Cool. So, all right. <laughs> so you launch this company, Photoshoot Fresh. Right. You get your call. I'm sure you were excited, right? You're like, yeah, right. I remember DJ. I'm like, yo, do you guys, photo booths? They're like, we're actually looking for one. Right. Boom. What do you do? Entry level price? What is it? 500? Or is it because yeah, at the time, already- it will range between like 500 to 1500. 1500. Right. I mean, so, so you gone must, up. So you must be really good at negotiating or like smelling. <laughs> Like you, you're ready to negotiate, right? He smells blood. Can you, can, it depends. It has to be worth. The, it has to be worth the time. I I want to go to this tactic of how you negotiate. All right. <laughs> are, are there keywords that is there a certain language that you push out there that you can tell how much they're ready to spend and how much they're not? They'll they'll say. I mean, I'll I'll send them my number and they'll they'll either ghost me and never hit me back okay, or they'll okay. be like, oh well, you know, this is our this is our budget. Oh, so you just it's just as simple as that. You're not really you don't you can't tell like, all right, this is a spender. Right. Right, right, right. But you just gotta take that chance. Right. Because you could have made double if right. it was I a mean, corporate, you gotta right? you gotta you gotta work the emails or the calls. So when you're saying like sometimes there's a corporate event, sometimes there's a wedding. Right. How do you di- differentiate initially? I um, for example, I call up. You don't know if I'm corporate. You don't know. Right. You don't know if I'm a wedding. <laughs> Right? right, so bring, right, bring, right. right. You're like, hello, is this photo shoot fresh? Yeah, and you're like, yes, right, right. I'm like, yeah, I, I need you for an event. How much is it? What kind of event is it? Um, maybe about like 30, 40 people. Okay. How much is it? Is it a birthday? Is it a wedding? Is it a? And then you just, you start fishing that, right? Right. You you want to find like, out? Well, you know what? I just want to know the. I just want to know the price. Well, why do you, why do you want to know more information about the event? So I know exactly what to bring. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. <laughs> no, but that's true. You yeah. want to know exactly what to bring. You know, it's just like DJing. You don't want to show up to a gig and not have the right stuff, right. whether it's music or you know equipment Audio wise. Equipment, yeah. Like you don't want to show up to a two thousand person event with a couple tops, you know, and a sub because that's not enough. Got it. You know what I mean? You have to know exactly what you're getting into. So if I'm aggressive, like, can I just what's the ballpark price for it? Just so I know. You know, how many hours? 
That's like, you just keep, you keep right. doing that. You, like I said, you want to know hey, all... Can I speak to someone who would give me a straight answer? Can we speak to the manager? <laughs> <laughs> all our information's on our website. So you have pricing on the website or you, you right, try to pricing stay with, on the website. You do. Okay. So that way, you know, it, it, if you have your pricing on the website... So then I didn't need to call. All right. Right. You make the call if you have something like specific or doing something different, you know? I got it. So then, all right. So you have your pricing on the website, <laughs> all right? How many different photo booths do you have? Do, like like, you have, do you have like a photo booth empire now? Like how many? Sites? I don't know what an empire is, but I, I mean, like if you have, have, like have five a good amount, booth, <laughs> if you have five photo booths, I feel, I feel like that's an empire. I have, I have that. Yeah. So yeah. you have an empire. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I don't, it's the, not an empire. What's the name of this podcast? <laughs> yeah. What do <are> we <laughs> reflections of the photo booth? <laughs> I love. Refresh. I want to do forty-five minutes on photo booths for this. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> no, no, no. So wait, uh, you just drop it off and then pick it up? Um. So depending on the event, I do have like people that work under me. Right. You know what I mean? Like if it's a wedding that I'm doing, I'll, I'll essentially I can go set it up myself, and then they can just show up and just you know help run the event. So this is this is on a crazy weekend. All right, right. a crazy weekend. Saturday, Sunday, you got a wedding and they want a photo booth, right. right? Now you're booked. Right. Someone else calls you, I need a wedding DJ and I need a photo booth, right? Okay. I hit up my home, your homie, right? I need you to bring the photo booth and do the wedding. Right. Right? And then he'll get his cut. Right. And then how many of those can you do? How, what's the most you've stacked in one weekend? Like a weekend or a night? Give me Even a night. One. Like, give on me a, a night. like on a Saturday night. <laughs> give me a night. Yeah. Like on a Saturday night. I mean, I've there's there have been times where we had maybe three wedding DJs out, three to four photo booths out at the same time. Oof. Nice. So you're caking up. Damn. This was pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. But but so you're caking up like I don't know twenty k <laughs> or some shit like for Easy. that one Saturday. I, I I wish it was that much. Like around. Yeah, that's about ten. Yeah. Ten to fifteen. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. On, on a good day. On a good day. But you know, that's in the end, one you, weekend. You still have to pay out people. That's one day. That's one day. But you still have to pay out people. I mean, there's like, you know, but yet, and I'm not gonna lie. This that time that era, like right before pandemic, was like one of the most stressful times because I was essentially the point person for, for everything, everything else, yeah. right? And that's like a lot of people being out. And then, you know. Did you realize it at the time or did you realize it after the pandemic? Because After the pandemic. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't realize how overworked and stressed I was right. until during the pandemic. Right, same. And then I was just like, why was I living like that? And I think we all were like, why the fuck were we living like that? Yeah. Right. And so, wow, that's crazy. But do you think you would have ever stopped had the pandemic no. not happened? No. You would have kept you, going. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, I had the 360 booth, you know, like I had everything ready to go just to like keep keep pushing the events, yeah. you know, it's like. Where do you keep all of this shit? You must have a hell of a garage storage. storage. Storage? storage? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Smart. Christ. Yeah. All right. So what's the number? How many photo booths do you have right now? What's your empire? <laughs> Flex. You know, you got Mayweather showing off his cars. Well, okay, so there's Show different kinds. There's different <laughs> kinds. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Mayweather's yeah, showing stupid. off his cars, right? Just I can do multiple events. I would love to see a video of him showing off his booths. Yeah. Like, You'll, all can you up. make a video like that where you're walking through? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Just robots and yeah. shit? Every, everyone thinks I flex already, you know? Like, do you I'm, flex? Nah, you're humble I don't hell. flex. I'm super humble. But Who it's says like, you flex? But when, you, when, you, when you're in a, during the time when you're like, say, making that like, you know, monthly calendar and you have like 30 to 40 gigs, like, you know, there's always going to be, be the people that are like, damn, man, why are you flexing so much? Why are you working so much? 
counting, counting your money, you know, like un, really it's just <laughs> me promoting myself. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that like, you know, DJs go through where they're like, you know, if, I'm on Twitter. I love Twitter, you know, there's, but there's a lot of stuff of like, man, why do DJs put like that they're doing a wedding or a corporate event on their monthly calendar? I'm like, well, one, I like, I don't oh, yeah, mind. Someone, someone tweeted that, right? I don't mind it to be honest, because yes, one, not everyone's going to even your regular gigs. So who cares? Two, does that make sense? Yes. Good point. No one's really going to even your regular gig. So who cares if you put a corporate or wedding event? Because the reason you're putting on that on there is to pr promote yourself for like that one random friend two months from now was like, hey, I saw on your flyer that you do weddings. I'm getting married. Or you right. do corporate events. Yeah. You're, you're cutting out that initial question that they're going to ask of, Are you, do you do weddings? I, I think sometimes, and I, I could be wrong, but back in the day, this is like... And I don't know if it was the 2000s or whatever. We we would some like not we but motherfuckers would put corporate event on a Saturday because they weren't working. Right. So it was like you can't tell, you can't check instead of saying right. like, instead of saying like off or idle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say corporate well, I would put private event. Yeah, pri private, private event. event. Yeah, private right, event. right, right, right. Yeah, private so event. Like, so it's like you you can't check. You like were you gonna? You check? really don't know. Yeah, you can't you check know. on like where the fuck I am because if I if I named a club, you'd be like you ain't working there. Right. Like Phillips working there or like Jamie's working there. Right. But if I do private event, you're like oh okay. All right. So a lot of motherfuckers used to do that. So when motherfuckers put corporate event or private event, right. you don't really know. You don't know. I mean, but for me, I, I've always so, so if I I've always a, posted like yeah. when I'm at a when I'm at a gig, whatever it was. But like, your events, your private events are legit, right? Because I could put out a calendar and I could be like, you know, oh, these are my gigs, and then I could just lay out ten private events, right? And people are like, that's cap. <laughs> I think that right. was the point of the tweet, right? Yeah. If you're if you're like if all your stuff's like just as private corporate event and that's obviously different but like for me like I was you know doing I was hustling man it was a lot of driving a lot of uh you know sometimes doing three gigs a day not I seeing mean, your family not seeing my family I mean not it's seeing huge. your wife right right but we were I mean in the end we we, were, we both work a lot you know and I think COVID was definitely like at least for me was definitely like the game changer what, what, to get what, me do, in a what do you think way. changed like that made you pull back a little bit just less stress so and I think, and then honestly, I think getting on Twitch and actually having it, you know, like work out, right. And being able to just be at home, uh, you know, seeing the kids grow up over those two years, you know, the one and a half to two years, um, I missed out on a lot, to be honest. And if you're like a... Did that, uh, just, that hit you? Kind it did. Of like, it really did. So your perspective on parenting just completely changed? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously I'm there, but, you know, when you know you have to do like, say, a wedding on a Saturday, then a club gig... I mean, you're essentially gone from like 12 p.m. to like on a Saturday, 4 a.m. on a weekend. Too. Right, that's morning. You're gone, and then you know if you're you know if you go out, you drink after, or if you're drinking at your gig, you might be waking up late. You know what I mean? And then yeah, you're yeah. not really in until like you know maybe 12 p.m. the next day. But then there's days where I have like Saturday, Sunday weddings. You know what I mean? Like so, I'm pretty much gone the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. and that's like that's a long time. And so what was, what do you think when, when the pandemic was happening, you were spending time with your family, when did it click? Well, like, was there like a, an instance or something that happened and you're like, oh my God, like, what have I been doing these past few years? Like, I've just been killing myself. And right. I think also like, you know, I think 2019, let's say was like my bit, my best year working. Right. Right. I realized how, but then I look back, I was like, after taxes, paying out people and then, um, Mm -hmm. You know, seeing how stressed I was, you know, like with the calls and texts, like while I'm working and then other people are working, 
and now I'm not getting any of those anymore. I'm like, wow, this is actually really nice. You know what I mean? And I'm getting, I'm, like I said, with Twitch, I was able to just kind of get on and play music that like I love to play and learn about new music. It didn't have to be like the same thing. Yeah. You know, but it's also kind of the thing I was talking to my boy. He was like, I, you know, when you make more money, you spend more money. Right, right, right. And he's like, but during the pandemic, I was making less and I adjusted. Mm-hmm. And so right. when, th- when, things exactly. op- when things opened back up, I kind of stayed the same. I, I stayed like pandemic spending. Right. But I was making a little bit more money. But it was it was just funny. He's like, you know, back in the day, I, was, I didn't realize how much I was spending. I was just exactly. Spending, I was making more. I was spending more. Right. I was stressed out. And then you just realize like, yo, you know, I, I can actually live really well off of this amount of money, but I just don't need to spend it on all of this other shit. Right. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. like I said, I think that 2019, let's say I, I made X amount of money after all my expenses and everything, I barely made any more than what I would have made if I was just doing everything by myself. Right. You know, like right now, I don't I don't really drive anywhere unless it's like a private event. Do you do you feel like our generation because we're around the same age? Right. I'm a little older, but like we're around the same age. Do you feel like I was I feel like I was brainwashed to think successful businesses always need to expand like franchise? You know, when we saw right. a business and I think during the maybe the 90s or 2000s, we always had to look at like. I don't know if it was the two, maybe it was the 2000s. Maybe it was when social media started also taking over. Mm. It's like you needed growth every year. A business, it wasn't enough that a business was consistent. They needed to have growth every year. Right. It wasn't just like, well, they're staying the same and they're doing well. That's great. And just have it continue. Right. It was like, oh no, we need to to open a second location. Yeah. Oh, we need to open a third. Oh, we need to bottle up the, the sauces or something like we need to do online. And I feel like now when I look at business, I'm like, and I talk to people and they want to expand. I'm like, you know, take it easy on expansion. Right. Like bring it down. Like you're making good money now. You know, right now. Like right. You, everyone I know that's like, like, like super millionaire, like weird, like, like that. They just kind of spend more. And right. And they're not any happier, but they continuously like spending more. Like right. something, I'll get a Bentley, I'll get this and I'll get that. But then it's like they're still not happy. Like their health, and then something happens with their health, right? Yeah. But and but they're continuously buying all of this, all of these material things with the more money that they make. But I never see them happier, right? But anyway, sorry, I went no, off you're on good. that tangent. No, I mean but, it makes sense. Like now uh, during COVID, I was able, you know, like I said, I was able to just be at home and you know, like I've been so happy, just to, like control everything now but get back into control of everything right and i think i think that's what what maybe that's the thing that triggered is like when covid happened it made me realize that you don't have control over everything but you thought you did mm-hmm. just like just like that they can take everything away until you, you're not working yeah and even, even even if you were had control of everything yeah there's something to someone about you know someone above us that's just going to stop everything yeah and i think that's when i realized you know what I just, i'm ready to take a step back because you can do all this work for 20 years just to have it taken away. Mm-hmm. So then when, when uh, things started opening back up, I'm sure like everyone was calling you for weddings and shit like that, right? Like we're, we're Yeah, I mean, you had to like, we had to go back and like kind of redo some weddings that like had to postpone. Right. I was um, going to ask that like after 
2020 initially happened, was there like a just an influx of like weddings that were supposed to happen from like 2019? Exactly. That year? Yep. Was it just that's overwhelming? A, yeah, that's why I feel like it may have been like double or triple the yeah. business, the normal right. business. Right. But you know? what stinks is like it's not new money. You know what I mean? The the postponements were taking over yeah, the it's, New it's Year's the, dates. Like 20, they were taking like the 21, 2021 dates of like the weekends you would have had new money. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Their weddings would have already been done. It's basically like a makeup pretty much. Right. right. I mean, and I'm very, re- I'm reasonable. Like I, you know, they don't, they don't have control over that kind of stuff. It's so. funny that you see it that way though, that this is like, oh, this is old business. This is new business <laughs> pretty much. Right. Right. I mean, it's true though. I mean, yeah. so what, how does it work? They send you deposits and you just keep the deposit. Right. I mean, and I would just say, Hey, look, just like, like I said, I'm reasonable. I don't, they kept, they didn't have control. Like it's one thing if they cancel it on their own because of whatever reason, not COVID. Yeah, yeah. You know that's different. But so you like, were sending deposits back. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Wow. So that. Hurts. I mean, I, I know I know friends that didn't. I know friends that did, and everyone's different, you know. But I didn't feel right, you know, like keeping someone's money and like, you know, if especially if they like. They canceled. need it. Right. Yeah. They need them. You know, in the end, like I said, I, I was able to save. So I get A lot it. of people needed more than I did. So you sent it and then the deposits came back and you're like, well, this was my money anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you charge more or do you keep I, I will rates? say I do have a non-refundable deposit retainer in my contract. Right. But like these are, ex, you know, different circumstances, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So legally you didn't have to give it back. You just out of the country. Right. So I, I don't, you know, you don't, in the end, you don't want people like. Talking know, shit. Right. <laughs> did the rate go up? Yes. Nice. Rates have gone up. Nice. That's good. I mean, I think it should. In in the end, any business, your rate should go up. So know. so what are you doing different now with, with how you're approaching business and everything? Um so like raise I, the rates, definitely. Rate okay, the the rates are risen, right? Right. So I'm I'm gonna name all the the branches in your business tree. <laughs> okay. Okay. There was Club DJ. Club right? DJ, yep. There was the wedding DJ scene. Private events or whatever, right. the event DJing. Right. There was the photo booth. Right. There was the outside bookings and clubs. And now I'm adding Twitch. Right. I'm so, also I'm also part owner in a club in DC. Okay. I didn't even know that. Right. What what club? <laughs> Living room. Living room. Yeah. Okay, so now you're a partner in a club. That's right. six. That's a dope name, by the way. Living room. So um so then now you have all of these six elements. How were you juggling it in 2019 and how you what are you doing differently now this year or like in the past year? I mean, I think everything kind of the same, but maybe like not taking when you raise your rates, you're going to cut out people that don't, you know, like, ooh, that's a little too much. We're not going to right. get back. So essentially, on I guess like it's work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Like whereas maybe I wanted to push for 40 to 50 weddings at X amount. Now I want to do 30 weddings at more. Mm-hmm. And now, and you know, and it's okay if a couple doesn't want to book me or a client doesn't want to book me, I'm actually happy now just being at home and staying on the couch and making less money because they didn't want to book me. But um, you know what? I'll jump on Twitch and do a club set. You know, I have that following. And as long as, you know, with Twitch, it's like one of those things where you have to be consistent. And if you're not on, you have to tell them you're not going to be on. Are you surprised to see how many people you tell them your rate and they're like, oh, it's too much. And then they call you back later. Or that doesn't happen. happened a couple of times, couple but of like, times. I mean, like what I love about our area and the DMV is like, there's a lot of DJs, but there's a lot of work. So as long as you're trustworthy and you know, you know, that you get the job done, mm-hmm. you can command certain rates. And you know, if, if, like I said, if it's someone, if it goes to someone else, good for them. You know what I mean? We can all eat. Yeah. Right, right. That's how it is in our area. Like the private event business is 
definitely huge in our area. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would imagine so. Right, right, right. It, it seems like that. Yeah, I, I can see. There's a lot of uh, events going on in DC and shit. Right. Like that. On top of that, you also have the club scene. You know, we haven't even really talked too much about that. Like, we're like the pockets of like you know DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Like, there's so many places to go and DJ too. Like, I wouldn't say necessarily necessarily during the week. Because I think that's like every city. There's not much going on during the week. But Friday and Saturdays, there's so many places you can go um, in our area to, to listen to like dope DJs. Yeah, I've been, I've been meaning to go to uh, Jerome Baker's and right. um, the Darling Nikki, yep. right? Yeah. He does it with uh, Mat- Matthias. Matthias. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Th- have you been to that party? I have not just because I haven't really gone out since. Uh, I mean, people have been going out. I just decided to stay home. I mean, with the family and everything and. You know, I think COVID like kind of went through three different stages and, you know, I just try to be safe. You know, we have, we have, luckily we have help from like our in-laws and, you know, my parents. Mm -hmm. So if I can stay home and make money at home and not get sick, then I'm going to do that. You know, you just have to, you know, your, uh, what is it called? Your priorities. Right. Get your priorities straight. Like I can go out if I wanted to go back out to the clubs, I can. I mean, I have those relationships with all my like club owner friends or whatever. I just kind of, I was kind of over it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Everyone's different though, you know? If, yeah. Like a lot of my friends went back and I'm happy for them because that's, you know, being in the crowds, bringing, you know, seeing everyone, you know, having fun. That's a big thing. I do miss that. And so I'll DJ like once a month, you know, outside. Yeah. No, I find, I, I, you mentioned like, you know, we could be talking about the club scene more in DC. Mm hmm. The thing is, I I don't really meet a lot of DJs who have so many side businesses like you, right? Who, who who did it, right? So I think it's important to talk about it because I think there's a lot of DJs that really just depend on one thing, right? And they put their eggs in one basket. And I feel like throughout the probably like your career, you've had to you you know you've been resourceful and you've thought of different ways of like bringing in income besides this one. Only this one thing, you know. I've, I've noticed that some of these DJs they become obsessive, right? Mm. And they're focusing on one thing. And the thing is, like, sometimes you just need to step away from something. You can't watch like one plant grow and just right. sit there and watch it. Mm. So you kind of got to like, you got to go and just like, you know, plant another seed, right? And then research something and see how it goes. And I like how you've done that, right? You know? I mean, not everything I've tried to get into is like one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to sacrifice. You have to try things out. Um, you know, I, with the photo booth stuff, like I invested in other photo booths and then ended up going a completely different direction, you know, like right before COVID happened and was just completely upgraded and div- got different booths. But I spent, you know, pretty good amount of money on other stuff. And, you know, luckily during that time, during COVID, I was able to sell a bunch of it, you know, and put that towards honestly my stream, like, you know, whether it was like getting new camera or multiple cameras, a new streaming computer, like I reinvested the what I got from like the photo booth stuff I wasn't using back into Twitch because I was like you know what this is working for me and I'm gonna try to ride this as long as I can and you know I was telling Neva earlier like a lot of people don't realize like Twitch is worldwide and it's 24 7 so whether you're on at you know 12 a.m or 12 p.m there's always going to be someone on to listen you know what I mean have you taken a break like a week or two weeks off of Twitch yeah I mean right now I'm on a break so like when you come back, do you do you notice your viewership goes down a bit and you have to rebuild it up? 
No, because kind of like what I said earlier is like, as long as you, you're consistent and then if you have your following and you tell them ahead of time, right? That, that, then they, they'll come back. I think what happened though with some DJs is some, a lot of DJs kind of, you know, went back to work and, you know, from Twitch, they were on Twitch. And they, they went back to work. They abandoned their following. Yeah, much. I mean, I wouldn't say abandoned, but they just. I left. would say they. I felt like I kind of did. That. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think you abandoned? But you, you, I, you I abandoned it was my, all my, your friends my, and your my, family, my, my though. Family. <laughs> <laughs> my few fans. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like your family stopped talking to you. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you went. You went back to work. I mean, you had your gigs, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone has their own journey. You know, you don't. I don't think you should. I don't judge anyone on anything. Like, if you got off, you got off. Is that a pause? I don't know. But if you... Uh, <laughs> if you got off Twitch. Yeah, if you, you got, got off, off Twitch, Twitch, that's cool. Your gigs came back, you know, but like... But then you see them come back maybe like six months later and it's like, you know, the numbers aren't there. And, right. And then obviously that's discouragement for them to stay... To come back on the Twitch, you know what I mean? Like another... For another stream. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like... We, it's like followers... If they're loyal to you and you're not loyal to them, you know, right? It's, it's kind of like, oh, you're coming back six months later because we shut down again, like, and you can't work outside right. again. So it's kind of like, eh, like I think we're good. We found our other, you know, <laughs> other DJs that we're no. That's really what it is. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, it's like any kind of club or and it's like real life. Like, I think Twitch channels are like different. But you, clubs. you the thing is, you can't do that in any anywhere. Right. Like, you can't. You can't like build a following and then bounce and then be like, nah, come on, like just treat him like a side chick. Yeah, yeah, like yo, I'm, you know, I need y'all again. <laughs> I miss no, y'all. Did you I miss, miss me? Y'all. Did you no, miss no. me? <laughs> like no one's gonna appreciate that. Shit, right. You know? So those viewers probably just found you know other streamers that are that are there for them. I right? got a new man. I hate right. big head. Yeah, I hate big head. <laughs> How y'all doing, Discord? So wait, I want to talk about this club because I had I knew nothing about. Yeah, this. yeah. It's Have called, you posted about it? Because I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah, I posted yeah. every now and then. I mean, I haven't posted recently. I'm kind of taking like social media breaks just because. Right. You know, it's kind of over it to be honest. I like Twitter. Twitter's funny. <laughs> Twitter's funny when you find the funny parts of Twitter versus like just people like yeah, yeah. DJs complaining. Like that's that's the worst. Yeah, I mean, uh, but for the most part, I like Twitter. I, um, you know, I think you know Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. I barely get on anymore, except for like Marketplace. Yeah, find some deals, whatever. But uh, Instagram, yeah, I'm just maybe posting on my stories, but not really posting much, just because just need a break. So with this club that you're a partner in, right? What what when did it open? Like when? Man, I, I mean, I don't know, 2017? 2017. Right. It's been around it's for a been while. about like almost five years, I think. So how many, what's, is it a lounge? Is it a bar? What is it? I'm trying to think if you guys, if you were there when Josephine was open. I was there. You, I was you there know Josephine? Josephine? Yeah. So it's Josephine. Okay. So yeah. when Josephine closed, um, you know, they brought in a bunch of partners and, you know, we joined in and we opened Living Room. Um, and luckily, you know, we made it through the pandemic, you know, like right. we were closed, but we made it through and we're open. So, so what are your duties as, as a partner? So I definitely was a little more hands on before the pandemic, but now I'm just like, kind of like you guys just do whatever you want to do. I mean, mm. you know, for anyone that wants to get into the club scene, make sure you know what you're doing and like who you're working with. And it's definitely right. been a learning experience, good and bad. Wait, so walk me through this. You, you, they want you like you have an opportunity to invest in this new club, right? What what's the like you, we can bleep it out, but what right. what's the investment that they were looking for from you? Yeah, bleep it out. Yeah. So then you put in and how hands on were you? 
In the beginning, a lot. Like I was there, like during the buildouts, and you know, with the DJ booth goes here, the, right? The lighting, correct. getting all of that stuff. Correct, like weekly meetings and all that kind of stuff. And then, and later, as it was opening, what were you handling? Helping with the marketing and the DJ booking lineup? DJs, yeah. making flyers, that kind of stuff. You know, anything like music related. Mm -hmm. So then you did that for two years, and then like the pandemic hit. Yeah, two to three years, pandemic hit. And then it reopens, mm -hmm. and then you just kind of took a step back from it, right? One of a uh, uh, there was another DJ that came up under me and paused. That he uh, <laughs> he's good. No, he's I, on top of it. He's pause. on top pause, of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he he essentially like was able to become a part of the the club, and yeah. he, luckily, you know, he's you know I don't know headstrong. Pause. Damn it, man. <laughs> But he, you know, like he—he's a go-getter. You know what I mean? Like he—he so he's, he's taking the initiative. Yeah, on a, the correct. Yeah, yeah, that's the right word, initiative. Yeah. So and like I said, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. So, Got it. But it, I mean, the club's popping on the weekends, so I'm not really. It, yeah, I can go there whenever I want. If I want to drink, I can go there. If I want to DJ, I can go there. You know, you're getting your cut. So right. So you, so you guys reopen. You're not involved as much, right? Right, right. And it's and uh, I guess one of your partners took more of the initiative to like kind of. Right. Get it open and start it up. Right. So like with your initial investment, was it worthy with the, you know, the with return? the return that the you got? ROI? Do you think? I think the learning experience was definitely worth it. Right. But knowing back then, knowing what I know now, I probably would not have jumped in mm. just because it, it's been it's taken a while to get that initial investment. I think to get it all back, you know. Right. But like I said, it's. For me, like I said, I, I'm always a positive person and the learning experience that I've had over you know the past four or five years of being a part of it, I think is well worth more than, you know, say I mean, in the end, I haven't lost anything yet. So we're yeah. in a good place. But the what I've learned from the back end, <laughs> what I've learned from the back end is that, you know, I've always, you know, we've always been DJs. I don't know what's on. I never knew what was on the other side. Mm -hmm. Of the, of the operations of the correct club. yeah mm -hmm. and now i've learned a lot more of it and you know obviously had i known back then what i know now mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have made the decision to join you know mm -hmm. put, put the money somewhere else but you know like i said everything's a learning experience you you if you don't take risk you're not gonna you know i don't think you're gonna grow were you were you shocked at how much it uh cost to like operate a club like as far as payroll and all of this stuff yeah especially in dc like luckily like the new year or Sorry, after pandemic, we were able to like I think renegotiate like the the lease. I think back right, then, right. it's DC. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's like yeah. you know, it's probably like New York or whatever big cities. Like, you know, the nightlife in DC is there. There's someone else. If we don't pay it, someone else will. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually uh, impressed that you that you did that. But I'm also kind of like I would like knowing how clubs operate. I would right. never do it. Just right. like. It was just, I mean, the opportunity seemed like it was good. Like, you yeah. know, the, the people, they sell you on, they sell you on the dream, essentially. You know mm. what I mean? It's going to be the hottest new club. We're going to make X amount of money. You do, you know, get so, paid back. So you do so much, right? Yeah. You do a lot. Did you yeah. get that from your parents or something? Do you think? You know, I think probably just hard, being I a hard worker. I think about that a lot. Right. Just being a hard worker. And I think. But just, do you think uh, that's good? I, was, I think I've it been is to a point. About it. I think it is to a point. It is. I mean, you know, I think a lot of things have changed as far as like, you know, since COVID, no one, no one wants to work. 
I still want to work, you know, but maybe not as much as I was before, but like, you know, the worker industry, no one, no one wants to work. Like, you know, when I can try to find a photo booth attendant and pay them like 250 to 300 bucks and people be like, nah, I'll just stay home. That's crazy. Damn. I say, I, (laughs) I say this only because like, I feel as Asians, we're ready to like, I feel like in order to feel like we're doing well or to be successful, Mm -hmm. there has to be some type of stress or overexertion involved. Right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. no, I'm not. I'm too relaxed and too much money is being made. I have to do something else. You know, right. like I have to do another thing. I have to do another thing. Yeah. And it, I, I always want to be busy. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm wondering or is that. Before I did. Now that I'm getting older, I'm like wondering, is, is that a good thing? Like am I, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I kind of wonder if like, because to, even to this day, I need to fill up the time in my day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I even, and I, I, sometimes I feel like I've talked about this before. You get addicted to stress yeah, because it becomes right. a routine of how you live. So that when you sense. don't, when you don't have the stress, you, you kind of, you you have anxiety because you're like, wait, I don't I'm have the stress. Yeah. Something's wrong. Right. Because right. everything was working out when I was stressed, but then you kind of, you know, does that make sense? It, it does. Yeah. Cause like, I think, when you start, when you start to add more stuff to your plate, you get stressed, and then, but once you find a way to fix it, then you're like, I've completed something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then you want to add something else that's like more of a challenge. Right? Does that make sense? So I feel like you and I, being Asians and like overworking <laughs> ourselves, I feel like the ultimate growth would be when we start chopping off the branches. Right. And maybe we have only two branches or something. Right. And that's you know? kind of what I've been doing. Right. You know, like no more, like no more booking other DJs, like only book right now. I mean, we're just kind of just getting back in everything, you know, in the whole scheme I mean, of keep things. the photo booth branch. Yeah. That's just going. <laughs> Your that's photo booth well, that, empire. That's the, you know, that's, that, that's the one that's slowly catching its feet again. You that's know what becoming I mean? the root. Right. Cause <laughs> you know, in the end, like with COVID and everything, you know, it's a lot of Touching essentially, like whether it's oh, a yeah. screen, yeah. But women love props. photo booths. Bro. I know. Really oh do. man, yeah. Women love <laughs> photo booths. Do you, time. do you have any photo booths competition? Like, oh yeah, in our area, there's tons. Yeah, talk to shit about each other. No, I don't. Like I said, I'm generally a positive person. Is it an ugly business, the photo booth thing? It's like, damn it, you got a pair of kiosk. <laughs> stay like if up, someone you're looking for that photo booth drama, <laughs> if someone gets like the first 4K 360. You gotta one up them. You gotta one up them. And be like, are you like, fuck, I gotta get that. No, one of one of my homies that's out here right now is like I I think he's like the official like BET, like he was at the Super Bowl 360 guy. Oh wow. He's the official 360 guy? For like these big companies, like the BET Awards, uh, Super Bowl. What's his company's name, do you know? Uh, don't give him business. I mean, he's probably who I would hit up if I like got booked for a 360 booth. I'd just be like, hey, can you do this gig? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That's that's dope. But like, there's there's money. There's so much business in DC. Like when everything's working, you know, obviously, right? That you know, there's money to be made. And like I said, nowadays, I'm just like, if, you know, if they don't bite, they don't bite, and I'll just go hang out with my fam. Is it is there another business venture you want to do in the wedding side? Like, I mean, there's not really much more. You know, you can add on. Other fireworks. Wait, what more yeah, can you do? I mean, fireworks. <laughs> Bake the cake. Right. Like the drone. No, <laughs> I would say there's definitely bake the cake. Bake a wedding cake. <laughs> yeah, you know, bring the, bring the chocolate fountain. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, I mean, there's definitely more you can do with weddings as far as like, um, you know, moving heads, making it more like a club, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the big wedding companies, like I don't not even don't even consider myself a big wedding company. There's big wedding companies that are bringing club like feel to weddings. They're bringing cryo guns to the place. Yes, cryo guns. Confetti, all that. Cryo guns, <laughs> confetti, sparklers, like when the bride and groom come out. You got, you got that shit? You got that shit? I don't. I have a gun, but I don't. Whoa, I have the cryo whoa, whoa, gun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cryo gun. I got the cryo gun, oh, you know, okay. like, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can make, and then now you're, you say your two, three K wedding is now like a 10 K wedding. Mm. You know what I mean? But then you have like a whole team like helping you out during this thing. What about car service? Car service, I can't, I don't mess with cars. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Scope the ice? First oh, you mean like getting, getting like a bus to drive people around? <laughs> yeah, like oh, a yeah, party yeah. bus or something. Yeah. Like first of all, he's the last person you want to <laughs> talk to about <laughs> further expanding your photo booth business. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely more pockets to every business, you know, and there's always ways you can add more. But then at the same time, you might be adding more stress. So during mm -hmm. this whole time, pre-pandemic, you were doing all of this, juggling all these branches. Right. From the Flips Empire. Right. <laughs> you were making edits as well? Because you, I, you, right. you, you so were making tons right, of edits. I was sending, sending them to all you guys, too. And then honestly, yeah. like that's how I feel like I met a lot of you guys, too. It was like back in 2005, 2006. I was just honestly hit a lot of you guys up yeah. on like Facebook or not Facebook, uh, My, MySpace or whatever. And be like, hey, you know, I've been making edits. You guys would send me your email and just send them out. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys know, would give I, me feedback. because yeah, I remember your name. For for two things, DC and edits. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think I was crushing edits, making mixed CDs. I loved making mixed CDs, like, you know, concept mixes with, like, acapellas and, you know, instrumentals. And Were you working with the record pools with your edits? No, or? no, no. Just on, just on my own stuff. Out. Yeah, just giving it out for free. I would, oh, sorry. I, I definitely had stuff on, like, DMS and... DJ City. You know what? DJ City. Yeah, DJ City for a little bit. I, I would send them, and whatever they posted that worked for them, they would right. post it, you know? You know what edit I need from you? Which one? The NSYNC and Janet Jackson. Oh, that's the way yeah, love goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I redrummed that joint because no one, no, was, no yeah, one has that. It. No was, one plays I could never find that fucking mitts nowhere. Man. Well, I, I redrummed <laughs> it and made it. I mean, it's not like, it was, unfortunately, it's not like an official song. So, like, but the way you did it, it sounded official. Right, right. So, no, I don't. You, you have it's the only time I played is on Twitch. Uh -huh. But um, yeah. So I send out a ton of edits, but I think I stopped like really like or slowed down on the edits just because. Um, what year did you slow down? Because I was looking at my library and I noticed uh, like it just slow. started slowing down. Right. Around 2013. 2000, so 2010 is when my son was born. Right. And, you know, I, I couldn't play Call of Duty anymore. I couldn't. Damn. Couldn't. I was making like all these dope Be More edits, mm -hmm. you know, of like the hip hop songs that were out at the time. And then I just didn't have time anymore. Like, you know, yeah. just with the kids. I think 2013, 12 is like the last right. Time, right? I mean, I still would make edits like for myself and if I could send them out, like if I was traveling somewhere and, you know, I had my computer with me, I'd make whatever I could and then send out whatever I could. But then I realized, you know, it's kind of like with any business, if you're not really making anything off it, then you got to push it to the side. Yeah, because was it mostly for marketing that you did? Yeah, it? marketing, you know, wow. get feedback from other DJs, um... I got into video DJing. I'm still doing it because of Twitch, but you know, in the end, I did, video DJing didn't really pop off like how I thought it would. You know how it could have. I honestly think the best form of Twitch is video DJing. Yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, it's the most entertaining. Right. You want to keep people's attention, whether it's you know videos, the chat, you know, making cracking jokes or yeah. whatever. 
but you just want to keep everyone engaged. Um, and I think that's what works for my channel is like, there's a lot of things you can do besides listening to the music. Mm -hmm. No, but no. It's, I it's, wish I could make edits, but nowadays I'm like, there's not really much music I want to, you know, you edit. edit. Like, it's crazy. Cause like, I think even on other channels or not other record pools, a lot of the edits are edits of older songs. Mm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I mean, but in the end, I guess that's a lot of the stuff that's still working, you know, in the clubs. Even in the house EDM world, a lot of it's like 90s to early 2000s R&B now. Yeah. They're just, every, everyone's like redoing all the old stuff. So yeah. there's not much more you can do other than like the normal bootleg kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Hardest working DJ. <laughs> I wish. There's, there's definitely harder man. workers. But like, I think, you know, I just don't want to, you know, I'll be honest, like want to make my parents proud too, you know? Cause like I was, you know, when I went to college, I barely graduated after out of graphic design, you know. Yeah. But that's when I started DJing too. Was in uh, and and essentially that just obviously popped off. So, like at some point, you know, I'm sure with uh, your parents too, you're like they're like, what, why are you DJing? You know, seven years later, you're still DJing. You're getting another job, and then all of a sudden, you know, I got married. We, you know, we bought a place. You know, like now we have kids. It's like they can't really like say anything anymore. Cause you built it all from DJing. Right. Yeah. And then like even doing events where like, you know, at park one time I did an event with Jamie Foxx and there people were taking pictures and I sent it to like, you know, my parents. I'm like, yo, I just did an event with Jamie Foxx. And then when they text you back, like saying like how they showed it to like, you know, their friends, like that's when I knew like it finally clicked. They're like showing you off. Right. Right. Yeah. Versus like, you know, people probably asking like, oh, you still doing that DJ thing? Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I'm sure we all get that question yeah. still, you know? Yeah. You still doing that photo booth thing? I'm like. That's like the ultimate flex for like Asian parents to get together. Like, you know, like they, they just gather and they just start bragging about their kids. And right. Showing, showing but they do it like, oh, you know, like my son is so busy. You know, he's busy. I don't get to see him anymore. <laughs> but, you know, he spoils me too much. He's spending all the money that he's making look like he got me this jacket. And then, <laughs> and then the other and then the other mom would be like, I know. You think your son is busy? I think my son, I have to, you know, I have to, I, he needs to go to the doctor. He's working too hard. Yeah. You know, he. But he just bought me this. And he, bins. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he, he can't even go on vacation. He sent me on vacation. He sent me to Hawaii. <laughs> right. And then another one starts talking and they do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's so good. And then your mom comes up. She's like, look, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. He's so busy. <laughs> He's so busy. He's with Jamie Foxx. I can't even talk Boom. to him anymore. I, and I think, yeah, I think <laughs> things like that where you can like, I guess that's a flex, right? Like you're, you know, yeah. I think one of the big events like, you know, I took my dad to was like uh, Washington Capitals event because I do events for them, um, DJing and photo booths. And it was like a, an event where you can actually meet the hockey players mm -hmm. and it's like super low key. Um, you know, only X amount of people can go to this thing mm -hmm. if they paid a certain amount, but they gave me like plus two. So like, you know, being able to like, you know, get, get these my, perks and stuff. Right? right. Exactly. And they're just like, this is all from DJing, you know, like making, you know, meeting people and building your connections and you know, it's definitely dope. So as your kids are getting older and stuff, right. What what do you think like when you look back in the, in the past twenty years mm -hmm. of your DJ career, right? Right. And you and you and you kind of like you know, I probably had some time to like kind of analyze it and reflect upon it. Right. And you have these three kids. I'm sure they all, they're all three different personalities. Right. Three different. You know, they're all acting different, and they probably go three different ways and directions and where they want to do mm -hmm. with their lives. When you think about it. And knowing that you'll have a hand in shaping their 
you know how how they grow up and what and whatnot right how do you have an idea of like kind of like what like what you want to i don't know how how you want to um guide them a little bit and so you, they don't make some of the same mistakes as you do or I've always, you don't really have a plan I'm, i i don't like really have, have i don't, don't really have a plan, plan. I, I leave that to my wife okay <laughs> she's she's, she's pretty, the master she's pretty on point you know right, like yeah. you know She's been awesome as far as like, you know, supporting me through whatever you know, good times, the bad times of DJing. And, you know, she's always been there for me to like, um, you know, essentially, like I said, help help make me certain decisions, too. And whether they were good or bad, you know, like with the club, you know, she was there for me. Like um, she's definitely going to be the one that will like steer them the right way. You know, the, the kids love the mom. Obviously, you know, they love me, but, you know, it's. It's definitely one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm supportive of whatever they want to get into, you know, because for me, taking the DJ route was definitely, like, a big decision, and, you know, it's worked out for me. So as long as as long as long they're happy, I'm happy. Right, shout out to your wife. Right. right. No, she's awesome. If you, if you guys ever met her, you know, like, she's awesome. It's good. It's good to have that, you know, that, uh, what do you call it? A partner, like a, yeah. a partner that's with you through the good and bad. Well, to have the, you know, someone to have your back throughout right. the way, system. you know what I mean? Yeah, support right. system. That's exactly what I was trying to <laughs> look out. No, it's okay. I feel like, you know, some, for a lot of things, you can't do it on your own, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are single, though, and we're doing it on our own. Trying. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like, even, even for, like, the podcast, you know, like, if it was just one of you guys, it might be completely different. See, I don't think if I was married with kids, I would have never done the podcast. Right. I think my focuses would... See, like, I think uh, you and I are different. We're similar, but we're different. Right. So, I think we overwork ourselves, both you and I. Right. But I invest my time into maybe more like a different outlet of like, well, I, I don't care about the money that's going to come in. Mm. Whereas you're looking at the money, you're, you're kind of like, if it's not, if I'm wasting, I can't waste my time if it's not going to have a return. Right. Where, whereas I have the luxury to say, I'll put in, you know, six months to eight months and see what I build and where, yeah. where what it becomes. Does that make sense? A little yeah, bit? Yeah. I mean, in the end, but I think if I know, had kids and a wife, Oh my God, more. I would be relentless. Right. Like everything would have to make. Kids are not cheap. Yeah. Everything would have to have a return. Like, I mean, um, you know, when I go to the, you know, when I run errands, go to the grocery store, a lot of, a lot of stuff I buy is for the kids. Yeah. You know, live your life, guys. <laughs> that sounded depressing. Live your life. Live your life. Are you telling us not to have kids? Or to get I mean, married? do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> <Seriously>? uh, <laughs> wow. Maybe just one, just one. Right. It's a good way to end this uh, episode. Yeah. No. Live your life. Live your life. Live your live life, life, guys. Live your life. Be happy. <laughs> if it's without kids or a wife, so yeah. be it. Just live it. Just yeah. Live it up. All right. Well, yo, flips. Really good to have you here. Man. Appreciate Thank you, bro. bro. I'm sorry if I went on too, too much about photo booths. Yo, if, if anyone learned anything from this, that's all that matters. I mean, you know? I learned about photo booths. Photo like, right. I, I just think it's interesting. You know what I mean? It's just, there's this whole other industry that I don't really know too much about. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's so many outlets to make money off of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And that I'm happy I was, you guys got me on the show because there's definitely, yeah, like you said, there's so many different ways you can still, you can make money if, you know, if DJing falls off, you know, mm -hmm. if the whole entertainment industry falls off, then we're just done, you know, 
but there's there's always going to be different ways to like grow your brand, grow your businesses. Well, I've I've always respected wedding DJs because the the few weddings that I've had to do, mm-hmm. it was it was I had to be super calculated. Right. And it's like you, you know, I always thought like, "Oh man, if I put together a game plan and I and I structured everything, right. it would I would I would have everything. It would go so smoothly." But those things obviously things like that take months or years to perfect. Right. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I mean, I think what's good right now um, is that a lot of the couples want club DJs. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of, I mean, I know a lot of DJs that will subcontract literally everything, like as far as like the sound, mics and everything, and they just come in and DJ. So can you help us start the Road Podcast wedding DJ service? <laughs> I feel like we could do some good shit here. We could. You really could. You think so? A four-man team? A lot of weddings happen in Yo, Vegas, right? I'm, yeah, all the time. Man. Hell yeah. Who's, who's the number the one wedding time. DJ in Vegas? Do you know? That's a great question. You guys I'm don't know? Sure. How do you guys not know? I don't know. I don't Who hear is it. it? Is I don't know? hear about it. I don't know. It's you know, hard. there's a couple there's a couple <laughs> industries there's a couple industries where DJs are involved that we haven't really delved into. Right. And I think this is the first year we've delved into wedding DJs. Okay. And there's a, another one that I want to delve into, which is the strip club DJs. Right. That's another like, one. And, but it's it, strip club DJs in Vegas versus LA to Atlanta, Miami, New York, Houston, all Houston, all different. Really? Yeah. So like it's different rules, different ways of hustling, protocols, yeah. everything. So it's like, I want to get them, them on now. Huh? You need to get them on now. I need to get them on, but I, I want a little more. Uh, I want some more wedding DJs because we have for past few years, yeah, we have people are like. How come you not getting no wedding DJs? Well, on? that's why I'm happy I'm on because yeah. I was like, I'm. I feel like I'm like the good crossover. Yeah, because you have guy. a club background, right? I, right. I mean, I, my whole life was clubs. So, but now, yeah, obviously, there's been a pivot. So, so people want the club DJ because they want that club energy and right. club style at their wedding. I mean, I think you have a yeah, and I think you have a lot of DJs that are probably you know even the bigger names you've had that are, might be thinking like, man, you know, what am I? What else can I do? You know what I mean? So when you have someone that comes on and talks like it's not as hard as you think it is, pause, that you can definitely pivot to something else and still do what you're doing. So what are the, just really quick before no, okay. we end this. No worries. What are the elements of, of being the wedding DJ? You got to be a good host. Yeah, you can be an MC. You can hire an MC. Hire MC. Right. Okay. And then what else is there? Uh, having the right equipment. The equipment. Yeah, invest in the right equipment. What and you, then, oh, yeah. go ahead, what? I would say, what's the equipment you use now, just for the sake of it? I have a mix of a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't want to go to the yeah. equipment. Okay, it's cool. obvious. It's like it's lighting, okay. yeah, yeah, controller. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I got the controller, uh, SRT 1000. Yeah. I don't want it's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, there, it, you definitely want the right equipment. I uh-huh. mean. and So, all right, so you need a host. You need to be a good host. Yeah. You need the right equipment, right? The more bells and whistles, the right. more you can actually you can charge. The more bells and whistles, I would say so. Yeah. Okay, and then you need a good what like marketing sales aspect as well, or is it mostly word of mouth? You need to, uh, need to kill for it. me it has definitely been a lot of word of mouth. I mean, I right. did some marketing, but then now I'm just like like I said, if I can work less, would make more. And am I missing anything? Um, right. I would say a little bit of OCD. OCD meaning what? Like just you got to be on point. I mean, it's someone's big day so you want to definitely like you know not mess up you need to put like some care (laughs) right right yeah yeah into everything intention there needs to be a thoughtful intention a lot of a lot of attention you know and honestly be a friendly person 
Right. You're working with a lot of different people too at the same time. I'm they, asking they, this. I'm asking this, right? Because no, however I can help you guys, I don't, you know, because I'm in my mind. You should be thinking I'm about trying it. to break down if Road was a wedding crew, <laughs> DJ crew. Like what what positions right. people would play? You can have Jamie go in, set up everything ahead of time. <laughs> yep. The Mexican. Jamie's the setup guy. Have, have I'm D Miles uh, DJing. You can be the MC. No, no, I wouldn't be. Neva could be the photo booth attendant. D Miles would be. <laughs> D Miles would be the host. The host. The okay, host, there yeah. you go. And he would also be the person that they go to when something was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Never would be photo I mean, booth attendant. Never could DJ. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you're the photo booth guy. Okay, Crooked could be the photo booth attendant. <laughs> you're more anal about the camera angles and shit here. No, no. And then, you, I, you could crack jokes too with the photo booth attendant as, yeah. when you're when you're that person. It's fun. And then I would be like sales and like negotiation, marketing, yeah. and delegation. Oh, there you go. So I stay home while you guys are out <laughs> doing this shit. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Who's running our photo booth? Oh, me after and I How much up. do we charge? Because we need the cryo. We need everything. Right. Oh, God, oh, we need all that shit. We need the LED screens. Yeah. But yeah. you're out here. Yeah. You, can, you can all honestly, too, just outsource it because you're in Vegas and it's all out here. Yeah. Right. I think 10K. At least 10K. Minimum. Minimum 10K. You probably right. could get that, too, just because of who you guys are. Exactly. Crazy wedding. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> what are we going to call it? Road, 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 road podcast, the, road road podcast wedding, wedding crew. Right. Yeah, we changed the name a little. The bit, road no? wedding crew. Road, road, road wedding crew. <laughs> road wedding crew. The the wedding's on the road. I don't know. You give us a name because you thought of what photo photo oh, shoot. Right. You got that from James You know what? Z. When you post this, you should ask. You should ask the chat or your um, the comments. What? Well, yeah, they're gonna come up with something. The, right. The R W C. I'm not fucking around either. I'm starting this wedding shit. Yeah. That's a good division. Flips for real. Thank you for planning the seat for the road wedding crew. Yes, <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey. I think that's our name. R W C. Right. Yeah. Road that's that's what you came yeah. up with. We want RWC. They're the best. Five stars on y'all. <laughs> like oh, I'm serious. If, 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 if it's a reason why like you guys will get an extra $1,000 a night because you guys are a team now and you're charging 4000 for a wedding. $1,000? I'm being... 4000 Five years I'm saying in. You're, I'm saying you're charging 4000 You know, then you guys split it. I don't know. Whatever you guys charge. No, but you know what 10, I mean? I think 10000 yeah, yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> well, whatever you guys want to charge, but then that's a Saturday night. That's probably more than what you're making at a, you know, whatever club or whatever... <laughs> I don't know. But we can do it in the day. I don't know, I don't know how much you guys make that. it. We can do it in the daytime. Cash right. only. Cash and then by only. 8 o'clock, can we be done? And then we can do our gigs at night. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know what you guys. how much you guys make, so... <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> WRC but coming no, no. to wedding near you. Flips, thanks for coming through, man. And you know what? It's, it's, good to, it's good to see you, and it's good to hear, like, you know, just, the, just what you're doing with your businesses now after the pandemic, and you're, and you're thinking of family and your health and everything first. Right. So Thank I, you for having me. No, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, yo, man, let's give it up for flips, man. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.